You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gilliver. Susie Hunt. And we are continuing our month of Little Monsters with episode 166, Puppet Master 2. Uh, It's from 1990, an hour and 28 minutes, and directed by David Allen. Uh, He pretty much just did this. This is his only directorial debut. Um, But he did a lot of effects work. He does a lot of stop motion and puppeteer work. Pretty much everything, Full Moon, Demonic Toys, Puppet Master Movies, Dolls, Subspecies, uh, Bride of Reanimator, Robot Jocks. Then he even did uh, stuff like Willow, The Twilight Zone, the movie. Like, he's he's pretty talented, but not a talented director. <laughs> well, so. that's what David Decatu said. Yeah, I was going to say, he... He said he was a great sl- uh, stop-motion animator, but a horrible director who was out of his depth. Yep, and that's, that's 100% seen here. Yep. <laughs> Because, I mean, yeah, the dude definitely didn't know what, how to direct a movie, but he does good effects work. Mm-hmm. So, but let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this full moon classic. Susie, we'll start with you this week. Oh, what did you think? I really like this movie. I mentioned that I, I told you I forgot how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Again, though, watching it critically, <laughs> I really love the look of, of André Toulon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he looks cool in this. Yeah, um... Yeah, I really like the look of him. Have some questions about the size of the puppets throughout. Um, yep. Definitely totally late 80s, early 90s fashion. Um, only Wanda's the one wearing fucking sensible footwear when we meet our when we meet our ragtag... <laughs> Band of paranormal researchers. Yep. Um, and the, the life-size puppets at the end are still fucking freaky oh. as fuck. Though, yeah, no, those always scared me. And why does, what is his name, Michael? Uh, yeah, Michael Kenny. Why does it look like he like doesn't have an upper lip? It looks like maybe he <clears throat> his teeth are real big and he chewed his upper lip off. Yeah, it's very flat. And, but that's all, that's all I got to say about that. Every time and he... And the sex scene. Oh, oh, I can't wait till we get to the sex scene. That, that scene's fucking hilarious. But every time Michael would talk in my head, I just, because his name's Michael Kenny... In my head, I would hear Cartman going, shit up, Kenny, like over and over. <laughs> this is like, oh, God, it's so bad. It's like he's the chatterer. Yeah. <laughs> no lips. Yep. <laughs> well, Maurice, what do you think of this one? <clears throat> I like the movie. I, You know, I kind of think it's better than the first one. I agree. Because um, it, it's so wonky and mm-hmm. batshit crazy. Because I did rewatch one after I watched this one. Oh, okay. See, I, I've watched one just a to see, years. you know, if my thoughts were true. And yeah, I think I like this one a little bit more. Um, I'm not saying it's a good movie. No, but but honestly, part two and three are my favorite of the Puppet Master movies, and and I do agree that this is much better than the first. Mm-hmm. Even though it had the, uh, the inferior director. <laughs> director. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I yeah overall I enjoy it. It's crazy. It's wacky. It's fun. I love the puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Torch. The kill scenes are pretty cool. I love Blade. Um, I say Torch is one of my favorites. 
I loved the introduction introduction to him in this. Yeah, Torch is cool. He is he kind of looks like Darth Vader a little bit. Yeah, he's got that that <clears throat> villain look to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I probably yeah he's probably up there. He's probably one of my favorites. Puppets Torch. Um, acting wise, not so great. Uh, <laughs> not good at all, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who are you? What do you want? But. No, it's a it's a it's a good uh, sit down, chew on some popcorn, uh, watch some, you know, some stop motion stuff. Pretty much full moon's claim to fame. Just yeah. turn your brain off and eat some popcorn. Right. Would you recommend Titty Jerky though? While yeah. Watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's not Italian though. It, it's true. I mean, I, I believe it was probably filmed in Romania, like every other full moon. Movie, I mean, you could probably, probably find it in the like fancy section of Wegmans though. True. Yeah. Titty Jerky. Peter Parks, titty jerky. Or at premiere. <laughs> so now, uh, I know, I'm sure you, you do enjoy the opening credit uh, theme music. Oh, oh But what yeah. did you think about the few times that they stole the music from Reanimator and stuck it in there? <laughs> the, the scene transitions where it's like, doo 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 who's doing the Reanimator music? Well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to... <laughs> if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a fan, huh? Yeah, I like it. I also like our hillbilly harbingers of doom. Oh my god, I love everything about the two of them. Yep. Oh, they're so ridiculous. This is one of those movies I I've loved for a long time. Like Puppet, like I said, Puppet Master two and three, they're my go-to. I like up until part six. Part six is awful, but one through five I can at least enjoy. Four and five leave a lot to be desired. Oh, and we're gonna pause for cat interruption. Yeah, no, what I was saying is uh, this is de- definitely one of my, my favorites of the Puppet Master franchise. I liked 1 through 5. 4 and 5 leave a lot to be desired. They're very cheesy. Uh, 2 and 3, I think, are actually really fun movies. Part 1 is, it's an okay movie, but it's a lot of I like cheese dialogue, as we all discussed when we covered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of fire hazards. <laughs> and then just, like, a couple really cool scenes with the puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not a great film. Isn't, isn't there a new one coming out this year that, like... I think so. The Blade and Bunny are attached to, I think. Well, I was going to say, they did the Blade movie. There's, um, no, it's uh, Dr. Death. They're doing a Dr. Death movie. Oh, I thought So, from Retro Puppet Master. See, I think that, I think she's in a, the, a Puppet Master movie coming out, though. Who is? Uh, the, the Bunny from the AEW. Oh. Oh, oh, those are, okay. Yeah, not Blade I, the Puppet. Yeah, I was thinking Blade. The, the wrestlers. Um... I don't know, because I, I think Dr. Death is the one that's coming out. and Because uh, I, I know they're, they're now focusing on, like, singular puppets to do movies. Like, they, they started off with Blade, and I remember seeing a, a brief trailer for the Dr. Death one. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they're going to do more of them, because Charlie Band's going to milk <clears throat> this franchise for all it's worth. Until he's dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's Dr. Death. Okay. But, uh... I think it's now streaming. Oh, is it already out? That's what it says. I will be honest. Now, Full Moon Full Moon took a giant shit on itself in the late 90s. And it stayed crappy, like, through, like, about 2012, 2013. But from that point on, they started releasing fewer and fewer movies, mm-hmm. and they were a lot better. Um, some of the stuff that they've released in the last, like, five years has actually been really good. Like, uh, which, the Baby Oopsie stuff... From Demonic Toys mm-hmm. is actually really good. The Miskatonic U uh, Resonator stuff is really fucking good. 
Um, it, it was honestly shocking how good it was. I'm like, all of these actors are bad except for the guy they got playing Herbert West. Um, <laughs> he's, he's actually pretty good. He's doing his best Jeffrey Combs impression. Does he have um, lovely eyelashes, though? You know how much I love his eyelashes. <laughs> you know, I don't really remember what his eyelashes looked like. Jeffrey I, Combs, if you're listening, <laughs> you have lovely eyelashes. He's, he's a national treasure. <laughs> But, um, no, he, like, it's, it's actually, the Miskatonic U movies are really good. Um, but anyway, back to Puppet Master 2. <laughs> the, uh, I remember renting this when I, when I was a wee little bike, and, um, being terrified by the fucking life-size puppets at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, like, they're freaky. they scared the shit out of me. Like, I couldn't sleep. They also but, chewed off their upper lips. <laughs> yeah, like that wall of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, not to jump to the end of the movie, but the the end sequence was like should have taken a left. I was like, no, At I don't the like crossroads. I'm like, I don't like her. She scares me. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'm definitely a fan. But watching this critically, holy shit, are there giant flaws throughout the entire film? So <laughs> we'll get there. I love it. But yeah, this is this is a perfect example of of one of those films. That if you don't look at it too closely, it's a fun ride. When you look at it too closely, you can understand why critics hated it. <laughs> but we'll go through the cast. Uh, we have uh, Carolyn Bramwell, played by Elizabeth McClellan. We would know her from Friday the 13th, the series, Jake and the Fat Man, and Crash and Burn. Then Michael Kenny, played by Colin Burnson. He was in Sliders, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, The Glass Cage, Erotic Obsessions, Carnal Fate, and Creep Van. And dude, where's my upper lip? <laughs> that was direct to video. I, I like how he went from like, I'm going to do a bunch of daytime soap operas to I'm going to do some TNA films. <laughs> we have Andre. Well, this one, what his whistle. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he really liked that sex scene. Uh, Andre Toulon, played by Steve Wells. He was in Baywatch, The Addams Family, and Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have Patrick Bramwell, played by Greg Webb. He was in Life Form, Smallville, and Supernatural. Wanda, played by Charlie Spradling. She was in The Blob, Twin Peaks, Ski School, which is funny. I keep seeing Ski, ski School come up in movies that we cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Doors, Bad Channels, A Midsummer's Night Ra or Midsummer Night's Rave, which cracked me up. I'm like, that's awful. Yep. Um, and then, of course... Johnny Skidmarks. <laughs> we have Lads played by Jeff Salentano, who's an American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, Demonic Toys, and Silence of the Hams. Now, the whole time I'm watching this guy, I'm going, where the fuck have I seen him before? As soon as I looked his credits up, I immediately saw the dumb cop from Demonic Toys. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why I recognize mm -hmm. him so much. Then we have uh, Camille Kenny, played by Nina Talbot, She's in Perry Mason, Gunsmoke, Rawhide, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Bewitched, All in the Family, and Charlie's Angels. So, the plot for anyone who hasn't seen it is the puppets return and hunt paranormal researchers in an attempt to take their brain fluid to, to take their brain fluid for their master, Andre Toulon. But there isn't really a lot of fluid being delivered. They're take it seems like they're taking one piece of the brain. So I wonder yeah. if it's like specifically the medulla oblongata. Maybe. <laughs> Mama say no. Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Say, Mama say, medulla oblongata. But uh, we open on the shadow uh, Shadow Oak Cemetery, 
where we see the puppets digging up the grave of their former master, Andre Toulon. After 50 fucking years. <laughs> well, because, you know, they were running out of fluid. They're like, shit, we don't know how to make this. He had the recipe. <laughs> so they pour some of the serum in and uh, bring him back to life. We see decayed, bony hands raise up into frame. Cue the title card and opening credits with that wonderful Puppet Master score. Now we cut to the matte painting of the hotel from the first movie. Did you guys notice how chipped that matte painting was? Mm-hmm. There's like... At first I thought something was on my screen, and I'm like, oh no, that's the painting. Yeah. <laughs> they clearly did not restore that. But we meet our group of paranormal researchers arriving at the hotel to investigate. Their key doesn't work, so they're forced to break in. Oh, parole violation. I love how on the door it's like, this building is condemned and dangerous. And no one questions a little later when someone's like, I was living here. <laughs> like, wait a second. But once uh, once they uh, once in, they begin to set up and they tell, basically, they're, they're telling the audience why they're there. They're there to investigate whatever it was that Alex Whitaker saw that made him go crazy. So in case you didn't remember the first movie. Didn't they say he was having seizures? They do later. Yes. They talk, okay. they talk about when, when he was in the asylum that he would have these visions that would cause him <clears throat> seizures. Yes, okay. Um, but yeah, so like many horror movie sequels, the survivor of the first movie is just washed away for the sequel so they can make way for the cheaper cast. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so Alex went cray-cray, so enter Carolyn and her band of ghost hunters. <laughs> um, Who are you going to call? <laughs> ghost hunters! As they set up their cameras and monitors, we get the requisite I heard a noise moment as they look around and hear creaking, you know, things thumping. We get in every one of these monster movies. But we find out as they're setting up that the hotel was built by an eccentric old woman and that the walls are filled with little hidden passageways, some only a foot wide. She believed that the hill the hotel is built on held spooky mystical powers. Okay. It's Uh, never really explored past that. Right. But also, I, I, I got a comment on this. So we comment here that the hotel was built by an eccentric old woman. Toulon did not have anything to do with the building of this hotel. So why would she build little one-foot tunnels that are perfect for the puppets to get around the hotel? Right. <laughs> like, it's almost like they're making it out to be like Toulon had something with the, the construction, but we know he didn't because he fled Germany to come here. Right. Ugh, it just bothers me. We're going to say. Oh, yeah, go oh. ahead. He was just going tis tis. No, I was going to say something, but we'll get to it when. <laughs> we'll get to it when he we get up. to it. We also get another staple of these types of films where they all hear a crash coming from the other room, so they run to investigate. And there's a ceramic statue that was originally on a pillar and somehow was thrown across the room and shattered. And Wanda was staring at it right before. So did she scare it so bad? It was like, fuck this. I don't want to be around anymore. And it was like a little little stone bird. So it was like, call, call, bang, fuck, I'm dead. Precisely. <laughs> but now we smash cut to George Buckflower and his sister wife on their farm. Oh my God, oh my sister goodness. wife is... That's that's all I he call said, her. And, did and you? all I could think of is, don't you whiz on the electric fence. Yes. Didn't she sound like Roseanne? Yes. Oh my God, oh my she God. so did. Oh, and she kind of looked like she kind of looked like the trench ball. It was uh, Matilda. <laughs> yes, she did. It was a great value, Roseanne. Roseanne. Yeah. Oh my god! So we meet Camille here. This film's psychic. She's lost, looking for the hotel, and asks Buckflower for directions. Something his sister wife ain't too keen on, because she comes running. 
<laughs> like, like, what you want? Why are you talking about bad? Go on, get. <laughs> she has an automobile. <laughs> You're trying to whisk my man away with your feminine wives. And what were they farming? That land was dead. <laughs> like, it was just, like, dirt and rocks. Tumbleweeds. Possum. <laughs> they had a possum farm. Oh, my God. But George was setting up an electric fence. His sister wife flicks the switch and gets it buzzing. She gets really excited about this. Oh, yeah, because now she can buzz later. Oh, no. Mm. She was like, who eat? I don't get them. But Get what? Critters are getting in here. <laughs> get, doing what? <laughs> well, she goes, they've been chewing up on the hogs. Got one of the mules, too. And then George Buckfire goes, ate its brains. <laughs> Or at, I'm sorry, he says at its brains. At its brains. At its brains. At its brains. And then Camille goes, oh, animal mutilations. Are there Satanists around here? Like, she... Satanic panic. Yikes. Mm. But like, she was so excited. Mm-hmm. And then Sister Wife's like, don't know nothing about no Satanist lady. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Doesn't she spit on the fence or is it buck flower? No, she, she's, yeah, you know, yeah, buck flower spits. He doesn't spit on the fence though. He spits right in front okay. of her. Um, but... So she she gives her directions to the hotel. Go left at the crossroads. But she goes, if you know what's good for you, stay away from that hotel. They say Satan's got a sway of rooms in there. Mm. And brimstone comes out the chimneys at night and it smells. She goes, like roasted entrails. I know she was trying to say entrails. She couldn't mm. say it. But she, but she goes, you ever smelled roasted entrails, lady? Mm. And Camille gets in her car and takes off. Mm. And then she looks at Buckflower and she's like, they're always the last to burn. And then he just like, he smiles and horks a loogie on the ground. It's getting him hot and bothered. It's that pre-con. <laughs> <laughs> it is such an absurdly ridiculous scene, but dear God, I was cracking up. The harbingers of your old, your doom. <laughs> we gotta have the harbingers in these movies. But... Back to the hotel that night, and we get another great chipped matte painting shot. We see the group watching the cameras and reading up on the hotel. Camille is there and drinking some wine and mocking them, telling them that they'll not see they'll not see any spirits on their little televisions. Though the spirits will come to them when they truly believe. I'm like, yeah, okay. Lots of mystical I like cheese dialogue. Here. Yeah. And so Carolyn tells the others that Camille is eccentric, but she's not a fraud. And that she brought her here hoping she'd tune into something that a scientist wouldn't. Cut to a spooky room upstairs with smoke and light coming out from under the door while chanting can be heard inside. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I thought they were like sawing wood. <laughs> no, that was the last movie where we heard the, the hand saw downstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the next day, Patrick goes to take some photos around the hotel. And he, he finds the uncovered grave of, of Toulon. Toulon. And I love it because it's like... Why it does, looks like it crashed from outer space. It does. But also, why is there a cemetery on the hotel property? Like, doesn't that seem like it wouldn't be a draw for guests? Um, who, It's a who celebrity. It's, it's a celebrity gravesite, though. Was it got, like, Rick James or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's in Buffalo. I know. Oh, man. H.H. Holmes would have loved that shit. True. But so he snaps a few photos of Andre's dug-up grave. That'll come into play later. Also, not only does it look like the casket crashed into the ground from mm-hmm. outer space, 
but it's also not open anymore Mm -hmm. and covered with dirt to make it look like it never was open. (laughs) So erosion, are we supposed to believe erosion? The puppets got lazy halfway through the like, we already dug it up. I mean, the puppets aren't that smart. They thought they were good. (laughs) Leave them alone. (laughs) I mean, that's true. They did make Pinhead do all the digging and, you know, he's got a little head. (laughs) A little brain. Why did he use Tunneler? That's a good point. Have him fucking drill up the dirt. Poor Pinhead, he's just over there doing all the manual labor because he's the only one with human-sized hands. (laughs) With a pea-sized brain. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So, that night, the group has dinner and drinks and some more wine. Um, Camille tells them this... Camille tells them that there was a great violence done in that building and that the whole place is tainted with unholy fury. Taint? (laughs) Something that Patrick calls out for being overly melodramatic even for her. Um, She asks Carolyn about the previous owner's death and she tells her that she was killed violently. Her brain was pulled out through her nose like a mummy. And now we get the backstory for anyone who missed the first movie. They explain that the, 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 uh, an entire group of psychics died there, all except Alex Whitaker, who went insane due to his premonitions. And this is where they talk about, like, he's in the asylum having seizures mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Camille comments that, um, that the cross of prophecy is indeed a heavy burden, and Patrick calls her out for her column uh, using her gifts to get a fat paycheck. So basically, like, oh, yeah, prophecy, huh? And this is all over dinner. Yeah. Where did all the food come from? <laughs> the only explanation is they're like, wow, this, this food's way better than university food. And Camille's like, I was inspired in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> where'd it come from? <laughs> she went and talked to George and his she, sister wife. She forged it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, so yeah, so they, they start kind of arguing about uh, whether or not she's a fraud. And we find out that she has her column in the Inquiring Planet. Right. <laughs> which cracked me the fuck up. Camille gets pissed and storms off. Carolyn chastises Patrick for being a dick and tells him to go to bed. She then tells the others that Patrick can't handle his alcohol, and she goes, a trait he inherited from our father. Completely needless backstory, because it never comes up again. Well, there's no opportunity for it to come up again. <laughs> but it's like... Is there a reason why they had to be brother and sister? Like, do we need that? Is it? Does it really provide anything? Because she clearly doesn't care after what happens. Well, I got shit to say about that. <laughs> Cut inside the mysterious room where we see Toulon making a new puppet. This is Torch. I got a question. How the fuck did Toulon make a new puppet when he doesn't have enough uh, fluid to, you know... Fill up the rest of the puppets and bring himself like back to full form. And he also explains later that they use the rest of the fluid to bring him back to life. Yep. So where the f- how the fuck is Torch alive? Maybe he injected him. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> There's a port. <laughs> <laughs> Can you oh. see the X-ray? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, the next day, Patrick apologizes to Carolyn for being a dick and asks her what she's reading. She shows him some newspaper articles about Andre Toulon's suicide in that very hotel 50 years prior. Patrick recognizes the name. is like, hey, I saw that grave yesterday. Weird. <laughs> also, Carolyn tells him he was a great puppet master who fled Germany during the war. Like, okay, so do people really use the term puppet master? Because I've always heard puppeteer. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Not, yeah, yeah, I've heard no, puppet master. I've always... Puppeteer, yeah. I was so confused because, like, 
I know this film franchise talks about puppeteers being a puppet master, but I'm like, outside of this film franchise... I've and Metallica seen... talked about Master of Puppets. So. <laughs> it's so weird. But she goes on to say the Nazis followed him and he committed suicide before they could find him, ensuring whatever it was they wanted, they couldn't get. James Hetfield was originally <laughs> going to play Toulon. <laughs> they couldn't afford him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> So then they offered him Michael, and he was like, I'm not chewing, I'm not that fucked up. I ain't chewing up my upper lip. <laughs> He's like, I don't want none of that. But Patrick writes it, writes it off as him smuggling stuff in his puppets. He was like, ah, the old man was probably smuggling stuff in his puppets. Well. Now we know how Torch was made. Yep. Um, she goes on to say that this proves that Alex wasn't just raving and that Toulon did have a connection to this place. And cue Camille screaming off camera. Everyone comes running and meets Camille in the stairwell. And I love it. She screams bloody murder, and then she's like, I saw these things in my room. Don't go up there. Like, she's so, like she's like a horse tranquilizer all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So they go in her room, and they see two little dolls sitting on, like, the window, like, the window seat. <laughs> They're like little Raggedy Ann dolls. Yeah. But she's she, like, I know what I saw. I know the difference. She describes them as two little demons, and one had a knife. Blade. Must have been the name of the movie. <laughs> Two little demons and one head of knife. Yeah, that sounds I, like a great like death metal song. I would, I would, if it was a movie, I'd totally watch a movie called that. <laughs> but the others go to like, like you said, the others go to investigate. They find the rag dolls. She gets all pissed. They're saying that's not what she saw. Um, she goes on to tell them they're all in danger as long as they're in the hotel, and she'll be leaving before doomed. nightfall. <laughs> yep, they're all doomed. She's like, I suggest you do the same. Now we see Camille packing up her many shawls. Like seriously, how many fucking shawls did she bring? It was that reminded me of uh, in Tu Wang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. When they like gussy up the room in the little hotel, and it's yes. like shawls and scarves everywhere. But we literally see her pack four of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! But the lights flicker, and we see, and she sees a bust of an old man in the room. And then she just decides to talk to it. She's like, what do you want? Hello? Talk to me. Don't be afraid. Hello! What do you want? It's like you're talking to a statue, lady. And who's the statue supposed to be of? <laughs> like, who the fuck is... Literally, who are you? <laughs> yeah, because it's not Toulon, and it, it doesn't even... It doesn't look like anyone we've seen in the franchise thus far. Also, Tuvan is very young in this movie compared... Yeah. Like, did he just stop dyeing his hair when he came to America? Right. Did, did crossing the ocean weather him? Well, the funny thing is when you see him in part three, he looks totally different because he's the old man from Dolls. Right. <laughs> so, but I love it. She's talking to the boss. What do you want? What are you trying to tell me? While she's busy flirting with the statue, Pinhead grabs her by the ankles and trips her to the ground, clonking her head. Jester gags her, and they drag her out of the room. And I love it how she puts up no fight until her head is out of the room. Then and she then she's kicking. kicking. And Jester so, like, gingerly ties <laughs> ties the gag around her mouth. I love it. I, I actually like Jester. I, I do, too. But we cut to Carolyn on the phone with Camille's son. She basically tells him that she left without taking any of her things, and I'm really worried about her. Camille's son is... Isn't bothered at all. He's like, it's not uncommon for my mom to do shit like this. She just disappears. <laughs> then they go to find, look for her in a hippie retreat. <laughs> Later, yeah. But now we see uh, Lance watching the mon- monitors at night getting sleepy. 
In comes Wanda to flirt with him and tell him she's horny. I love it. She's like, every sheep I counted landed under a horny ram. Mm. <laughs> I was like, what? Her outfits were, no, actually, I don't know whose outfits they were. It's her Carolyn's. Oh, they were all bad. But while they're flirting badly, we see Patrick drinking in bed and the shadow of Tunneler moving down the hallway. Oh, you didn't want to talk about how she said that he should use another his other muscle? Oh, yeah, because he was straining his eye muscles. Oh, that's Man. right, that's right. She goes, why don't you use another muscle? <laughs> yeah, she goes, why don't you give your eyes a rest and strain another muscle? <laughs> like, No. <laughs> But back to Lance and Wanda, Lance notices that a door on one of the monitors is open that wasn't open before. He rewinds the tape and we see Tunneler. Like, <laughs> I love this. He looks back and forth like, anyone see me? Anyone see me? And then runs into the room. <laughs> yes, we all saw you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So they take off running upstairs. Meanwhile, Tunneler climbs up on Sleepy oh Patrick God. and drills his brain meats. This is the worst mm. fucking death probably <laughs> This is, like, top ten worst deaths ever. Oh, it's so He's bad. convulsing. They all run in. They pull Tunneler off of him. And he's still, like, convulsing in the bed. And then he just stops and his eyes are open, but you can still see him breathing. He literally is like, bleh. Like, I'm dead now. I just need little X's over his eyes. That blanket, though, that that white blanket with the... Shane was like, that's a really nice blanket. I was like, my grandmother had one of those. My parents had that. Like, I grew up with that blanket in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so weird. Shane was like, you don't find things like that anymore. I was like, who the fuck are you? I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but that's not <laughs> something he would say. Right. That's a real nice blanket. You can't find things like that no more. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden he's a gangster. <laughs> you can't find that shit. But so after, yeah, after they throw Tunneler off of him. They put him in the fucking freezer instead of calling the cops. But before that, Lance is like beating Tunneler with a lamp. That's right, that's right. He's bashing him. And then Carolyn comes in and she's like, oh no. Like falls at the bedside and he's just laying there breathing with his eyes open. But Lance tells her, it was this what did it? Like he just points at Tunneler. Now we cut to the group dissecting and studying Tunneler. Where's Patrick's dead body at this point, well, though? And that's the thing we we don't we don't find out yet. It's in the basement. But Lance comments that it's not mechanical. It must be. It must run chemically somehow. And he's like, it's all self-contained. Then we smash cut to the deep freeze funeral. <laughs> like, and she just like lays a flower on him. <laughs> it's the same flower that he gives her as a peace offering the morning right? after he was belligerently drunk. But well, why does it look like a mad scientist lab? Like, you hear, like, things bubbling, and you see and there's smoke. dry ice. <laughs> right. I was waiting for the monster mash to come on. Right. I'm like, why wouldn't they call the cops? I was working in my lab late one night. Right, the phone's fucking work. She just talked to no no lips. <laughs> no lips teeny. M- Mikey, no lips. <laughs> oh, yeah. that had to have hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, seriously, like, why wouldn't you call the cops at that point? I, I don't get it. Because they have to finish their investigation. Oh, and they broke in. So maybe? <laughs> I don't know. But they had, they had, no, they got keys from the university. So no, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's fiddlesticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so this is where Act 1 ends. What are you guys thinking so far? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. I mean, I still like it better in the first movie, but yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. It, the acting is so bad. Have I mentioned the sex scene yet? <laughs> <laughs> Act two begins the ne- uh, with the next day they're going over the footage of Tunneler when suddenly they hear something approaching. Enter the Invisible Man! 
The, or rather, Eric Shawnee. All right, Cheney. <laughs> right. In case you didn't get the Lon Cheney vibes. Oh, my God. But a man wrapped up like a mummy wearing goggles and black robes walks into the room. With a cane, with a pimp cane. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, mechanical... Yeah, like, metal knuckles. Metal <laughs> knuckles, yeah. Like, to animate his fingers? Maybe. He got no strings to hold me down. <laughs> but I loved his giant velvet cape. That was, it was very, like, <coughs> puffy. Yeah. It was, like, shoulder pads, but it went down across his chest. Yep. Like, a, like a sash, like a had Girl the, Scout sash. He had the little gold rope connecting them. <laughs> and his... I want, I want to make note... That his mouth is very clean at this point. Yes. <laughs> because a little while later... His lips just make it dirty and dirty and dirty. He's got poo mouth. He does have poo mouth. <laughs> but we get this back and forth where he explains that they've all been misinformed about the hotel being abandoned. That he's lived there for decades in spite of the abandoned and condemned signs on the front. <laughs> he tells him that the previous owner left him the hotel when she died. Now... I want to say, anyone that has heard Papa Emeritus from Ghost Talk. Oh my God. He sounds just like him. He really does. I haven't heard this. What is his name? Papa, Papa Emeritus. Em- Emeritus. I don't know why I said Emeritus. It's okay. Emeritus. Papa Emeritus? Okay. Yeah. From Ghost Talk? No, no Ghost. The band Ghost. Oh. If you can find a clip of him talking. Oh, okay. Because I've heard the music, but I'm like, I don't. You just go on Find, like, an interview with him? Okay, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. I've seen them in concert, and... (laughs) He sounds like Eric Shoney. Yes. (laughs) I'm gonna have to look this up now. It's great. (laughs) Oh, your friend's back. Oh, we got a Rufus interruption. You're out of the cat house. Oh, you're not mad at me anymore? So, Carolyn tells him that there are no records of him owning the hotel. I don't like public records. I can't even do the (laughs) voice. He goes, I distrust public records. (laughs) It's like that that famous clip of I think it's Greta Garbo. I mm. want to be I want to be alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lance uh, Lance asks where he's been all this time, and he calls him Jesus. All right, Cheney, where you been all this time? And Eric responds with Bucharest, mm. <laughs> endeavoring to do something about all of this. And he waves his hands at his face. Mm. <laughs> he tells him that he'll extend his hospitality to them. For as long as they need uh, for their studies. As long as you don't uh, go into my quarters. <laughs> that, yeah, he's like, I only ask that you respect the privacy of my personal quarters. Now I must rest. <laughs> and he heads back to his room. He hobbles <laughs> with his pimp cane. They, then as soon as he wa- like he he exits stage right, and then we hear a motorcycle stage left. So, <laughs> I have a question. Hmm. There is a... there. Because I did not watch Puppet Master, the first one, mm-hmm. after before I watched this. There was an elevator in the hotel, no? Oh, yeah. So why is he climbing up all the stairs? <laughs> I think... Well, I don't know. That's, no, because the first one... I, I was thinking, I was like, didn't it get damaged in the first movie? But no, the, the lady got killed in it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Huh. Clearly two different they couldn't afford. They <laughs> couldn't afford the elevator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Filmed in two different locations. But, yeah, so we hear the, the motorcycle coming, so they look outside, and this is, this is Camille's son. I absolutely love how fucking ridiculous this scene is. Oh, my God. Carolyn invites Michael in. <laughs> like it's her home. Like, oh, please, come in. But she just lays this heavy story on him. She's like, I hope you have an open mind, Mr. Kenny. 
Last night my brother was killed. Murdered. <laughs> she goes, by this, and waves and tunnel her. <laughs> and of course he thinks it's ridiculous. He goes, come on, that's a toy. She's like, my assistants have it all on film. You can see for yourself. And he's like, sorry. She was on Santa Barbara also, which was a soap opera. And it comes through in her performance. Yep. But I love because he's like... Uh, okay, sorry. Like, he doesn't, like, clearly he doesn't know what to but say. But right now, but in his head, he's like, oh, she's grieving. She's vulnerable. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck her. I, well, yeah, he does. <laughs> she goes on to say, maybe, maybe your mother saw it before it killed my brother. If only we believed her. But then she's like, but she's probably fine. Like, <laughs> you just got done talking about how this little thing killed your brother, or ki- killed her brother. And his mom disappeared right before that, and no one has seen her, but she's fine. She's fine, really. It's okay. <laughs> and then Michael's like, uh, yeah, I'll go check the local hotels. And Carolyn's like, no, no, just stay here for the night. Rest. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll get my bags. Like, mom's probably fine. <laughs> like, mom really? shit all the time. This whole scene is just way too fucking casual. But, so now we cut to the Buckflower farm that night. We see Blade. Did cut. you say butt flower? <laughs> well, it would be. It would probably smell like butt flower. But what does uh, butt flower smell like? Street not spider. Not going to be pleasant. That's for sure. <laughs> it's it smell smells like, like you need a bidet. It smells like south wind. <laughs> Can I just tell you real quick that we have poopery in the bathroom at work, and it's like the greatest fucking thing ever because you know when someone's taking his shit, but it's not offensive. <laughs> Like I had to fucking pee so bad today, and I and I went back into the conference room we were working in, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna wait a minute, and then I I heard the door, and I'm like, now's my chance, right? And I know someone took a shit in there, mm-hmm. but it's it literally smelled like flowers. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hanky, <laughs> that's my side. That's my sidebar for today. But so at the the Buckflower Farm that night, we see Blade cut the electric fence, and the puppets sneak into their shanty house. Mm. So, I was almost waiting for Blade to like make a little <laughs> like get zapped. Got, yeah, like he got zapped. <laughs> but I love it because Sister Wife wakes up thinking George is tugging one out because she goes, "I told you to go somewhere else if you're going to do that." Because he's going, "Ugh, ugh." <laughs> 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 She rolls over, like, ready to... <laughs> to hit him or something. Because he groans louder. And she sees Leech, uh, Leech Woman with a knife and a piece of George's brain in her hand. <laughs> and old sister wife freaks the fuck out and Leech runs off. She's wearing long johns, socks, and her sexiest moo nightgown. Yes. Dad! Oh, oh wait, run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She eventually runs and gets a shotgun and goes on a puppet hunt. She, like, looks at the shotgun and she's like, ha-ha! <laughs> and then she's like, I'm gonna get you. I got you, little critter. Oh, wait. Wrong movie. <laughs> and then uh, she, like, cocks, she cocks the gun. Mm-hmm. And then she shoots, but there's no hole in the floor. Nope. Nope. It's completely undamaged. That's some... St- and they live in, like... The outside is wood, but it's like rocks on the inside. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird shanty house. It is a weird shanty house. <laughs> this, that's the only way to live. <laughs> Blade sneaks up behind her, slices her leg, and and she falls, okay. dropping the gun. He does not slice her leg. She's mere. He literally like pricks her. Pokes her. 
<laughs> and like, she's like, Aah! he goes in touch. <laughs> yes. And she freaks out and the gun goes flying under the couch. Yep. <laughs> I love how she, I, it's, it's such dumb physical comedy, but dear God, I laughed so hard when she goes to use the stove as leverage to get and up. Picks up. She's like, ow! She burns her hand on, on the wood-burning stove. I also want to point out that when she goes into the common area of the house, <laughs> right. the shanty, she's standing there, and she just, and I know, like, when, you, when you're scared, probably in a situation like that, you're going to get a little sweaty. Yeah. She fucking looks like she got out of the pool. Yeah, she's drenched. And mm. kind of greasy looking. Well, no, she, yeah, I don't she think was, uh, yeah, I think she was been greasy the whole time. I think she's like a bird. She does dust baths. <clears throat> she don't know real baths. <laughs> But Leech knocks over dust one baths in her dust bowl. <laughs> Leech woman knocks over one of sister wife's dolls, and she legit stops in the middle of her puppet hunt to be like, "Oh my dolly!" Like you literally, it. right? But it's like you literally just saw a puppet kill your brother husband. <laughs> Another puppet slashed your leg. You watched a puppet throw your doll off a shelf, and you're like, "Time out! Time out!" That was my favorite. I'm gonna pick her up. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Leech jumps at her and she whacks her midair with a fucking frying pan mm. and then stomps on Leech with her giant legs. Yep. Her tree trunks. <laughs> the sister wife then picks her up and tosses her in the oven watching her burn. Oh my god. And Leech woman's like la, 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 la. It's literally like Kermit the Frog when he's like <laughs> Yay! <laughs> arms flailing. It was amazing. <clears throat> so she gets the gun and announces loudly you may think you have the powers of hell on your side but you don't know who you're dealing with and Torch is like the fuck I don't <laughs> he just lights her so ass up it's, it's the equivalent of like one of those a, a torch lighter essentially mm-hmm. those little torch lighters but damn, what kind of lard was she rolling around in him that she lit up like that? She grows up fast. That was like an also... She was rolling around with her brother husband. <laughs> Watching oh, that, that on that a modern place. TV, that was like the burning all over again. Yeah, this is definitely... I mean, I always appreciate a good burn stunt. But this was definitely the burning level burn stunt. That was a man, man. No, it was clearly... Yeah. And he clearly had, like, a motorcycle helmet and other shit on. It was, um... Looked like he was wrapped in a mattress. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> but it's like, I do appreciate the fact that the editor, at least, took the time to make sure that they, the burning fat woman never faces the screen. Yes. So we can't see that she's wearing a helmet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like a good burn stunt, but Blade then cuts a chunk of her crispy brain out and they take off. I love what Toulon says to him when they get back, yeah. but I'll save it for when we get to that part. <laughs> so, well, back at the hotel in Toulon's room, Toulon talks to Pinhead. <laughs> exactly. And I love this because they're like, he's like, where's the woman? And is it Pinhead? No, it's Blade. Blade, Blade takes his knife yep. and like... <laughs> Well, before that, though, he's, he's talking to Pinhead and Jester, uh, who's slumped over all week. Oh, and he's telling him, you know, soon we'll have more serum, enough to be back to your old selves again. And then, yeah, Blade and Torch returns with the brain bits. And <laughs> Tulane's like, they're cooked. It's completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah, but that's where Blade does the whole... Because he goes, and where is the woman? <laughs> and he does the slice across his throat. Toulon then waxes on about how they have very little time left to create the new batch of fluid. But once they do, they'll have another half century together. So apparently the fluid lasts a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. 50 years. Yeah, it's like, you may have to get... Well, and, 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 but that's the thing, well, it's enough for each of them to last if, 50 if, years. If you're using brain matter from Martha and... What's his name? Butt powder? <laughs> Buckflower. Buck, buck, George, George Buckflower. Buckflower. Uh, it's probably more like 50 days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's They were better off using the hog brains. Yeah. <laughs> but he shoes the puppets into their case and looks at a photo of his wife. And of course, she's the spitting image of Carolyn because that's not something we've seen in a horror movie a thousand times at this point. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Uh oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Papa Emeritus 2. It is Emeritus. Oh, well, okay. I thought so. That's with Sherico, right? Yeah. Hush it, will you please? (laughs) Can you please keep it down? Oh my god, he does sound like Tula. <laughs> Don't do. That's amazing. Can you please keep it down? <laughs> Pepper oh. Emerites. I thought that was it. But then I thought, well, maybe I Because Emeritus means um like retired. Like Pastor Emeritus or Pope Emeritus, I think means like retired or previously was Pope. I have no um, idea. He dresses like a Pope, so I think it is Emeritus. But now isn't he the Cardinal? Uh he changes every album. Because <laughs> now he looks like. Um, well, every, after every album, he dies. Yes. And there's yes. a new Papa. But as the Cardinal, he looks like um, from. Oh, he's got that. Yeah, I know. He looks you... like from Repo the Genetic Opera. He looks like Ogre. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. The, yeah. the pretty brother. Yes, yes, he looks like Ogre in Repo the Genetic Opera. I... But anyway, back to the movie, folks. Nice. Now you know what popper, popper, popper? Popper. Popper and marooner. Popper and marooner. <laughs> As George Buckflower trying to say that name after his brain was removed. <laughs> no, he started speaking like eloquently. Reciting Shakespeare. It's like, I shall not sleep with my sister wife. <laughs> Until she cleans her dust bowl. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, let's get so, back on track. <laughs> So, yeah, so we get the, the Toulon staring at the um, image of his wife, or the photo of his wife, and she looks Elsa. just like Carolyn. Yes, Elsa. That's what, that was, I forgot her name. Um, he then falls asleep, and we get a flashback sequence that explains how the puppets came to be. We see early 1900s Cairo. Toulon is performing Faust as a puppet show for a rather unenthusiastic crowd. A spoopy wizard man in the background... <laughs> His eyes start to glow. And he sets the puppets on fire with mind bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and his fucking eyebrows are huge. And he's staring at him like the warlord, the warlock from Scooby-Doo at the tennis. At Wimbledon. But seriously, his fucking eyebrows looked like two children's mittens. Honestly, <laughs> like, they were giant. I was like, holy shit, he's got mitten eyebrows. Oh my god. But the spoopy old wizard man has Toulon and Elsa meet him meet him in his little tent where he shows him his living puppet. 
Now, I do like the design of this because it was like a cool, like, gin monster. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it looked pretty neat. And doesn't Shulan insult him? He goes, and he, it is disgusting. He goes, I, I made it to my taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but he, Tulan has got weird hair, too. Oh, he's got, like, the weird curl mullet. Like, it's yeah. kind of curled up in the back. But straight on top. There, he, like, he was staring at him making... <laughs> Maurice pulled up a picture of the warlock in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking accurate. You need to text that to Mike so you go on the <laughs> Facebook page. I'll have to put it on Facebook. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, Tulan is disgusted and wants nothing to do with this. Spoopy eyebrowed wiz- spoopy eyebrow wizard tells Tulan that he wants to share the secrets with him for plot reasons and to think of the children. <laughs> and I love it because Elsa's like, yes, think of the children. And he's like, I guess a bit of dark magic never hurt any kids. Why not? And her accent is atrocious. It's so bad. Please, you must think of the children. <laughs> Oh, God. So the next day we get a bunch of I Like Cheese dialogue between Michael and Carolyn as they decide to go into town to look for Camille, along with some more blather about Mr. Shawnee. Also, in case you forgot, her brother's still in the freezer. Yes, her his, his mother's still missing and her brother's still dead. But basically this whole thing is a, is a filler scene with one purpose. Carolyn makes a comment to Michael that she feels that if she gets up after 6 a.m., the whole day is wasted. The only reason their back and forth is there is for that di- line of dialogue. Because then when they're leaving, they talk to Mr. Shawnee. And he goes, who is, oh. Who's the beginnings of poop mouth. Yeah, because yeah, he was smoking through the gauze. Yeah. He's got like the weird brown ring. But he goes, he goes, oh, it's good to see that you're up early. He goes, my late wife used to say if she got up after 6 a.m., the whole day was wasted. And it's like, oh, a connection. <laughs> It was so fucking lame. Oh, not as lame as the sex scene. <laughs> yep, but this is the first of a couple times the reanimator transition music. Yeah, Because we transitioned to them in town, and I was like, hey, they stole that. <laughs> now we get a, a ridiculous scene where Torch kills a kid. And oh my god, I oh, rewound it and watched it that again. That fucking kid deserved it. That kid was torturing <laughs> Torch. <laughs> exactly. Well, because he started out with a Ken doll, but we get we get the exposition to yes. let you know about this kid's life. They live in like a shanty trailer in the woods, in the woods <laughs> with like empty beer bottles and empty cases of beer and some broken lawn furniture from the eighties. And little little Teddy runs out the door. And what is his mom yell? Don't forget to be back for supper. I'm making yeah. a roast for your papa. <laughs> and she's like, it's fine to go play with that leather whip you have. And then she's Just return to my nightstand when right. you're done with it. And then he like throws his Ken doll down on the ground and he's like, you Nazi. <laughs> and he starts whipping the shit. Well, first he, un- he, t- he takes his clothes off. Oh yeah, and he puts it up against the tree and gives wants to give it like 50 lashes or something. He's still whipping its back. And then he whips it, and it gets kind of wrapped around him. So when he pulls the whip back, the Ken doll goes flying over his head. And he's he like, come over. here, you coward. He's like, huh, where'd it go? And he sees the bushes moving, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, come here, you coward. And that's when Torch walks out like, now Torch was just curious. He's like, what the fuck's going on up here? Why are you beating that doll? What's going on? What did he, he do to you? the doll back out. Yeah. And then he picks Torch up, and he's looking at him. He's poking his mouth. And Torch and- is also the size of, like, a six-year-old. I know. But the funny thing is, like, at this point, Torch ain't fucking with him. 
He's like, all right, kid. You're a kid. I'll let you pass. And then he's like, I'm the director. Do something. And he starts whipping him. <laughs> and Torch is like, fuck you. It just burns him. Oh, that kid had it coming. Oh, my God. So fuck them kids. <laughs> he just. Fuck that kid. Yep. He, he, he was going to grow up to be a psycho anyway. He was going to be oh, a serial yeah. killer. He was, and he was way too proficient with a whip at that young. That's, <laughs> that's not okay. But back to Michael and Carolyn, their search for Camille and any documents on Shawnee's claims to the hotel are fruitless. So they go to the hippie commune, like you said, looking for Camille. And where did Carolyn go? Because we just see her, like, standing outside the hippie commune. I think she was waiting for him because she went to, like, the town record office or something. We just never see that part. Because right. she's just like, I can't find any documents. I'm like, where were you looking? You're in the forest. <laughs> like... Were you just, like, looking under acorns? Like, no documents here. Like, where the hell did you go? She saw the kid on fire and was like, oh, back to the hippie commune. No <laughs> records here. Knees to chest, bitch. Knees to chest. <laughs> You'll never believe what I saw in the woods. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Carolyn mentions how she doesn't trust Shawnee. <laughs> she says that he turned up after Camille went missing and after her brother died. And while she can't prove it, she just feels he's involved. I'm like, yeah, you think? <laughs> So, I love how she's just like, I think creepy mummy face is a murderer. But Michael is just like, yeah, I want to show you something. And takes her to the fucking beach. Yeah. Like, okay, hold up. Wait a minute, put a little pimpin' in it. But we see them sitting on the beach, and I'm like, so Michael, your mom is missing, her brother is dead, and you want to reenact the Pure Moods infomercial scene. (laughs) Because they were just sitting, like, (laughs) Return to innocence. Oh, for anyone that wasn't a teenager in the 90s, you might not know what we're talking about, but Jesus Christ. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Pure moods, a double disc collection. Was it like Ace of Base on there as well? Like, Maybe. Oh. That was definitely Enya, though. Yeah, no, Enya was definitely on there. <laughs> you know who I always picture listening to that type of music? The guy who played the warlock in Warlock. What the fuck is his <laughs> name? But oh like, God, I can yeah. imagine him just like sitting in his living room listening to Pure Moons on repeat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> but the entire scene is just bullshit time filler. Michael tells her to let loose once in a while and not spend so much time in a lab. She goes on about her job and how it's her fault that Patrick is dead. And, of course, they kiss because why not? So He's like, this is my chance. She's being vulnerable mm-hmm. again. I was like, yeah, blah, blah, fucking blah. Let's get back to the puppet murders. <laughs> Come on. So back in Toulon's room. We see the puppets getting antsy about the new batch of fluid. I love it because Blade is like hitting his knife on the bowl like, ting, ting, come on, chop, chop. Because mm. <laughs> doesn't he make a comment earlier to Lon that it has to, there's only a few more days for it to distill? Yeah. Yeah. That they, they, and they're running out of time. So Jester, unfortunately, is, is fading. And uh, he, he, Toulon insists, like, we still need more time to gather enough, you know, enough material for the serum. Enough brain... It's <laughs> brain, brain goo. goo. He, he goes on to tell brain them. <laughs> uh, he goes on to tell them they saved him from a half a century of nightmares. 
that death was not the dreamless sleep that he'd hoped for. As a kid, that concept scared the fuck out of me. Like, the idea of, like, wait, 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 so you're dead and you know you're dead, but you're trapped? Fuck that. Like, that really freaked me out. He then goes on about uh, his beloved Elsa and how they need to be together again. Also, did you guys notice... What about Anna? What? (laughs) Oh, it took (laughs) took me a minute. I was like, what? Did you guys notice Mr. Punch in the background? Yes. Yes. I was going to say, I I had to take a screen cap because I'm like, holy shit, it's Mr. Punch! I thought you were going to say, did you notice Anna in the background? <laughs> she, was, she was in part three. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we cut to Carolyn studying scans of Tunneler. Wanda comes over and tells her she needs a break. That Mike, and, and Michael found some brandy, so go get you some. Because Michael doesn't like to drink alone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, of course, she's like, eh, my brother's been murdered, but fuck it. I'm going to get that dick. Yeah. <laughs> so... She and Michael get ready to drink and dance. Fresh dick! <laughs> Fresh dick for sale! <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say, it's been laundered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But she and Michael get ready to drink and dance and in comes Shadi to cock-block Michael and dance with Carolyn. Now, you, you know he has to smell like used gauze. Like... When Use gauze, and then we see what's underneath all of that. But it's like a ma- just yeah. It, he smells like gauze wound, <laughs> like gauze wound. Like when you peel back gauze, and it's all bloody and gunky. That sounds like a like some kind of metal band. <laughs> gauze. We are gauze wound. This is our invasion. <laughs> oh my god! This is the ballad of Shawnee. <laughs> this is puppet invasion. What? <laughs> <laughs> Michael cuts back in, and Shawnee throws a little temper tantrum and breaks the records, and is like, "Oh, too bad. Peace out, bitches, and <laughs> returns to his room. Carolyn. Because when he first asks her to dance, she says, the music has stopped. <laughs> then he's like, that can be quickly remedied, my dear. And he puts it back on, like, you ain't stopping me. Oh. About the singer, about the moon, and the moon and the spring. And he's... <laughs> Like a rock hat. <laughs> He's like, I can only move so fast. <laughs> but Carolyn tells Michael she wants to have a look in Shawnee's room. And Michael's like, no, don't go in there. And I'm like, Jesus, he got really excited about that. Because if she goes in there, he's not going to get any. <laughs> but he just like, he lit, he went from zero to 60. Like, he's like, okay, you know, I want to dance and have some bread. He's like, no, don't go in there. It reminded me of the first Resident Evil game with the bad acting where Jill goes to open the front door. He's like, no, Jill, don't open that door. Like it was that level of acting. And then she's suddenly like, I feel so alone. And then they fuck. And oh my God, this was like a pure moods. You don't have to be alone. Oh my God. This sex scene is so horrible. It is the perfect 90s sex scene. There's, like, lots of flowing linen and blue light. Blue light and <laughs> droplets of sweat. And it's, we get the camera pan, it's, like, small of her back up to her shoulders where he's gripping. Yep. And then she gets up on top and the whole, like, lean back and the, the linens just fall back just so and we get the blue light across her. And then she, he's on top and she's just... Oh, uh, uh, like she's like moving her shoulders up and down like she's doing the snake. <laughs> doing the snake. She's like, she's doing the wiggle, snake. wiggle, wiggle. 
god. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it is, oh, like, the only other sex scene that I will say is as funny as this is the one in Wolf Cop. Yes. And that's a parody of shit like this. In the in the jail cell. <laughs> one of these days we gotta cover Wolf Cop. Oh. That's such a fun movie. Maybe that'll be my birthday pick this year. Oh man. Shane would watch that movie with oh, me again. So good. I still gotta watch the sequel. I bought the sequel, I just never watched it. We haven't seen the sequel yet. But so this is where Act Two ends with, with the nineties love scene. <laughs> so what are you guys thinking? I'm loving the love scenes. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I still think Torch is one of the coolest puppets after all of these other movies. Like, I know this was uh, his first appearance, but this is the, like, I just, I think he's awesome looking. I agree. Yeah. And the scene where he kills the kid, Jesus Christ, that's that's one of the best scenes in the movie. It's so fucking funny. Hi, hi, hi. I'm gonna look up the Pure Moods CD now. That kid will not return to innocence. <laughs> but, Act 3... We see the puppets return to Toulon with some more brain bits. Where did they get them? Who knows? Who cares? Tubular Bells is on there. From The Exorcist. <laughs> of course it is. Do you guys remember that CD chant that came out in the 90s? It was like the, like something monks. <laughs> it was like yes. a chanting album. Yes. Oh, it just made me think of that. Ooh, Songbird. <laughs> oh. oh, Sadness. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, 90s. The Twin Peaks theme, of course. Mm-hmm. Orinoco Flow. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. I don't remember that one. I have no Ooh, idea. Ooh, and then there's more Pure Moods. Oh, there's a lot of Pure Moods. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done. Ooh, you can, you can listen to the full album on YouTube. <laughs> does not surprise me. But he comments to the puppets on, on how good they've done so far. Always waiting for night, for this per perfect moment, moment to harvest fresh material from humans. Not taking the easy way out with animals or the rotting dead. And this is going to come back. <laughs> but it's great because Torch, like, raises his little hand like he's going to tell. And Blade puts his arm on him and shakes his head no. He's like... Shut up, He's bitch. like, I know you're new here, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then Jester's over there, like, biting his fingernails, like, uh-oh, we fucked up. Blade, like, snitches get stitches. <laughs> yep. But he tells the puppets, he goes, you basically kill everyone in the hotel except for Carolyn. Smash cut to Wanda titties. <laughs> She's, like, laying on her tummy. And then, like, when she, like... Sits up. She like I don't she, even know. She has her like tits pressed out and her stomach sucked in. And you think when her legs swing around that you're gonna get like, you know, a beef shot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she's wearing these like really high waisted like high thigh mm -hmm. white panties. Yep. That she like adjusts. Like did they did like the side of it crawl in her cooch? <laughs> she like yanks them off. And then she like how many times? How long does it take her to button a fucking shirt? I know, real. I mean, I again, I ain't complaining because she was just facing the camera like titties out. <laughs> but still, them titties. <laughs> but I love it because so Lance is in the shower and he gets up. She's like all clean now, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm not used to men just showering off immediately. Like. Why is she so offended that he took a shower? Like, sleep in your filth, boy! Like, maybe she squirted or something. 
But but still, it's like, why is that an offensive thing to want to clean up after having sex? Especially if you have to go to work. <laughs> like, a dude had to go back to work. Because she wants, she wants it for when he works with no idiots. I was going to say, was she like, I marked my territory. Yeah. Let her smell it. The mm-hmm. only one left is Carolyn. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, did she want, Carolyn, he's mine. Like, <laughs> she marked her territory. She snail trailed him and wanted she sprayed out <laughs> like a skunk. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, my Oh, my she... little buttercup. <laughs> squirt, squirt. Ew. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. I'm picturing like those perfume bottles yeah. from like the, the before times. <laughs> and she's got it like in her crotch. Honk, honk. <laughs> Butterbooms are the squeezy things that make the scent come out. I, I thought you were going to say she was going to hit the little man in the boat and suddenly it was like, Frink! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. But she mentions how she has to go check on Carolyn because she didn't wait for her to come back before she got, she took off to go get some. Mm. Lance flips out saying no one's watching the monitors, telling her that it's their fault for what happened to Patrick. And they still don't know if there's more of these little things running around. Wanda tells him she'll go check it out because it's her fault for leaving early. She leaves the room and suddenly we we see the power flicker in Lance's room and hear him scream and moan. She's like, Lance! Well, she goes back to check on him. I will say, as a kid, this part creeped me out. Because she goes back to check on him and finds Blade standing on top of him. Lance is cut the fuck up. And Blade's just like, and like runs straight at her. And she like falls backward into the hallway. Because of course. Into the wall. And then Blade slices the fuck out of her. I love it because they're like little paper cuts on her face. And those fuckers hurt, I bet. Yup. Actually, this is, uh, we have another movie coming up. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, the this other movie will have already been on the show. I'll talk about it later. <clears throat> uh, but another kill... In another movie where someone gets their face slashed multiple times with a little bitty knife. And it's like, it's kind of crazy. But uh, where was I? Yeah, so Blade Blade kills her. Now smash cut to two more brain bits being added to the stew. Green stew. Yep. The next morning, Carolyn sees Shawnee standing outside by the water and decides it's time to go check his room. She finds his room filled with puppets and two life-size dolls and doesn't freak out. Really? Like, after seeing a murderous puppet, you're completely chill about being in a room filled with them. And two life-size ones. Yeah, like, you literally saw a video of it murdering your brother. <laughs> like, I would have been like, fuck that, and set the entire room on fire. Yep. <laughs> like, but suddenly, Shawnee is right behind her and tells her, they have waited for decades, waited for you, Elsa. And he grabs her and she screams. And Michael all of a sudden hears her like three floors above. And just jumps out of bed. And he's naked and there's Torch. Yep. Torch is the bed. And what does Michael do? His naked ass grabs the drapes. <laughs> and only throws them on half the bed. <laughs> and then fucking grabs his pants and run. I have a question. Why do men not wear underwear in movies? Look, I, yo... You go commando in jeans, you go chafe. That's all I'm going to say. Like, was that a thing in the 80s and 90s? Like... I don't know. I All I know... Talk about raw dogging it. I don't want... I don't want a zipper on my naked dog. That's all I'm going to say. 
Because <laughs> that is not fun. But, so yeah, he he runs out of the room now. I love it though, Torch just sets the bed on fire and he's like, peace out. And he doesn't stay to make sure he killed the guy. Right, because Michael like tucked and rolled off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so he can grab the drapery. But I love the fact that he takes the time to cover his shame before going out. <laughs> oh my god. So back in Toulon's room, we get the villain speech where he tells her about how they'll be together forever, blah, blah, blah. Michael finds Torch patrolling the halls. He sprays him with a fire extinguisher and then hooks it at him. And I love how Torch just lays there twitching. His one arm. Yeah, it's like, ah, ah, fuck. Uh, uh. Michael continues to search for Carolyn and gets jumped by Pinhead, who, who starts to whoop his ass. But then Michael gets the upper hand by grabbing Pinhead's giant meaty hands. <laughs> it almost looked like he was going to go, why are you hitting yourself? Why you? Yeah. <laughs> So he beats the shit out of, out of Pinhead, and then on the stairs, stairs, Blade jumps him. It's honestly kind of hilarious how they're all just like one after, like it's a gauntlet of puppets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the the dumbwaiter opens for reasons. Because <laughs> otherwise, where's Camille? Yeah, the movie's we, got a movie. It's exact, that is exactly it. The movie was like, fuck, how do we tell the audience Camille's body's still here? Because... The dumbwaiter opens and we see Jester, like, sitting on Camille's corpse, like, hello! (laughs) And And he's got a smiley face now. (laughs) And the dumbwaiter keeps going up. Michael hucks Blade down the the dumbwaiter shaft. And then is like, mother! (laughs) And, like, reaches for his mom. Oh, Oh. like the cover of the evil dead. (laughs) Yes! I was crying. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is stupid. (laughs) <laughs> and then we get him running up some more stairs. Yep. And we see back in Toulon's room, he takes off his bandages to reveal his goopy zombie face. I will say this. Bitch looked good for being in the ground for 50 years after right? pulling his head off. No, right? He looked like a combination of Jason Voorhees from part six and then part two. Yeah, kind of. He de- he definitely had a Jason look about him. Like, there was, but he was kind of green like the Bog Witch in Legend. Yeah. <laughs> Was her name Meg Mucklebones? Yeah, <laughs> I really did like though his uh, steampunk glasses he had. Oh yeah, the, 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 the little goggly looking yeah. things. Yeah, those were cool. But uh, but now we see his poop mouth front <laughs> yep. and center. And he basically goes on explaining to Carolyn that she's really Elsa and they'll be together forever. Basically, the plan is to drink the fluid, kill themselves, and drain their blood into the life size dolls to become immortal. I got questions in a minute, but. Mm-hmm. Toulon does Yeah, this. why'd he kill himself first? What if it didn't work? <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, you made those dolls pretty fucking fragile. Like, if you tripped and... Like, if you stubbed your fucking toe, your foot would break. Oh, unbreakable. Yeah, mm, but, mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's, he's Mr. Glass. Yep. But, so Toulon does this, you know, uh, bleeding into the doll's mouth and transferring his life force but over. But to make sure all the blood gets in there, he puts, he puts a, a funnel... Fun- Chug, 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 chug. So now all of a sudden we're at a frat party. <laughs> and the zombie corpse is like, bleh, and starts to like fizz and melt. He turns and, into zombie mm-hmm. from zombie. <laughs> and then Puppet Toulon stands up and he's like, you see, a moment of pain and that immortality. Then he goes, bleh. He goes, you was fine. You used pigs. <laughs> and they're like, mm. they're like, oopsie. Uh, I, I still think the pigs were a better choice than the hicks. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. 
But then he goes on to tell the puppets that all their hard work will not be in vain. They gave him back his wife, and of course, they may wither into dry wood, but he has his life back. I was like, you dick. Mm. Just then, Michael begins pounding on the door. Toulon tries to make Carolyn drink the fluid, and she spits it out all over Blade, and I love the expression on Blade's face. He's like, I know this bitch did not just waste that fluid. (laughs) He looks so pissed. Michael busts in, Toulon threatens to kill Carolyn, and the puppets are just like, fuck this, and attack Toulon. Oh my god, and I love it because he loses his hand completely. And then it's all just green. Why is he dripping with goo? He's spraying goo. Because, like, Pinhead smashes his hand with his cane. Mm -hmm. And it's just all this goo. Blade stabs him in the leg and just, it just sprays. Like he he hit an artery. Like it's just Mm -hmm. spraying all over the place. But... So while they're while they're fighting, Michael frees Carolyn, and they're just like deuces, and they take off out of the entire hotel. They don't wait around to see what happens. Meanwhile, the puppets rip Toulon apart, and eventually Torch comes in and roasts them, and we get another great great ugh, great burn stunt, followed by an absolutely awful fall off the window. <laughs> it looked like it was superimposed. It totally was because he disappears. Like, was he a ghost now? Like, what happened? He evaporated. It was so bad. So Jester takes the remaining goblet of fluid over to Camille's corpse. Cut to Carolyn and Michael at the grave of his mother. Michael wants answers as to what the hell happened. Oh, but they still share a tender kiss and him wearing that cable knit sweater. Oh, they do. But I love it because Carolyn's like, basically just fuck it. Let someone else figure it out. Because he goes, why was my mom's corpse still there after all this time? And why was her throat slashed after being dead for so long? Like, just in case, she didn't put the pieces together mm-hmm. with Jester in the goblet. And so, Carolyn does the kiss. And what the fuck is up with the aggressive bird in the background? Right? Did you guys... It was like, tweet, 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 motherfucker, tweet! Mm-hmm. Like, it was just losing its mind. It was getting its point across. Like, I feel like someone in the sound effects department just kept, like, jerking off on that button. Like, mm-hmm. make the bird tweet again! Oh, it was, uh... It was husband brother. <laughs> I told you to go somewhere else. But so now we cut to a, a, a van driving up a long and empty road. They pull over and they uh, time to check the map. Find out they gone. They went the wrong way. Should have taken a left at the crossroads. <laughs> we pan up and we see it's Camille and Elsa's puppet body. She and the puppets are on their way to a mental asylum for children, saying that if anyone sees them or sees anything funny. Who would believe a bunch of, what did she say, like insane rugrats or something like that? Something like that. And Torch is sitting, he's riding shotgun. And he's all happy. Like, But it's like, again, so instead of using the fluid on themselves, they used it to create a new puppet master. To to, drive them around. To drive them around to then be able to make more fluid for themselves. Like, what was their plan here? Like, why not just live another 50 years by having the fluid injected into themselves and then be like, all right, now we got to make a new puppet master, so let's go kill a bunch of people. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But we, we, um... Well, didn't, like, Jester have an affection for, like, Camille? Didn't he, like... It doesn't really show. I feel like, like he like. I mean, he was he was ginger when he put her the when thing he in tied her mouth. The, yeah, the gag. Yeah, but I feel like he. I'm not saying he had like a crush a heart on, on her, but like <laughs> he's like, oh, you're my new mom now. Yeah, I think that's why they 
Yeah. I think that's why they made her the puppet master. But it's it's just strange to me, like, they were dying. So, you know, how, how much longer are they going to live, you know? Like, are they going to have to... And does she know how to make the fluid? I think that they could walk her through it. I hope so. But Oh, charades. <laughs> which they drive off and we see the back of the van says, Miss Camille's Happily Ever After Puppet Show. Credits, the end. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts. I got, I got a lot of questions here. Why did Camille become evil when the puppets brought her back? Movie's got a movie. <laughs> I was going to say, she wasn't evil. Maybe Do you that know that was really though? her true nature. Do you really know that? No, we don't know that. That's She's true. a psychic. I don't trust. That is true. Psychics. She's no Miss Cleo. <laughs> got me now. Speaking of the 90s. Um, and I already mentioned why would the puppets, you know, use the fluid instead of bringing themselves back. Why did she also talk so fucking weird now? Because she has no upper lip. <laughs> Shut up, Pike, and then left at the crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Michael Caine. <laughs> and why don't we ever get a follow-up to this ending? Because, like, part three, obviously, is, is, a, is a prequel. Mm-hmm. Like, we get the, the you know, in, in Where Germany. Where is old again. Right. And then part four, they just, there's the, the robotics dude, like, hanging out in the fucking hotel again. Like, I rented this hotel for reasons. And then someone delivers the puppets to him. Like, what? 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 Maybe Miss Camille was not so fresh anymore. Mm, maybe, maybe maybe after this they were like, they're probably not going to make any more movies. <laughs> That's probably it. But this is the thing. They tried to make the puppets good. Because part three, four, and five, the puppets are the good guys. Then part six, they're kind of good, kind of bad. Like, they're good enough. <laughs> You take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> right. They're like the, they're like the wrestler Danhausen. Very nice and very evil. See, but then they become evil again. Like, we go back to them being bad guys. I don't know well, if that makes sense. Because you can be very nice and very evil. <laughs> true, true. But, yeah, I, I do really like this movie a lot. But, man, watching it critically, you pick up on a lot of wrong <clears throat> shit with it. Um, so, not a lot of trivia, but the, the torch puppet used for the flamethrowing scenes can apparently shoot the flame as long as 10 feet. Like, that's pretty impressive. Uh, four different torch puppets were used during the production of this movie. Each puppet was designed for different certain roles. So it's like, you have the, the one that can actually shoot the flames, you have the one for, like, the close-up shots where he's being handled, like, by the kid who's like, here's this toddler. Then <laughs> <laughs> you have, like, the stop-motion one and all that. Um, we already mentioned uh, about David Allen being the... Uh, which I'm going to call it, being the director. But um, the only other thing he started to direct was a movie called The Prime Evils, which remained uncompleted when he died of cancer in 1999. And so, kind of a shame. But the tunneler prop used in this movie, this had me cracking up, its eyes were closed the entire time, so it's the tunneler prop that has the, the like, sculpted eyes shut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find the one that had the open eyes, so they just put electrical tape over his eyes to have his look like he had black eyes open. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Tunneler's odd topsy body was reused for Blade's body in Puppet Master Five because again, apparently they lose pu- they lose puppets after these movies. Overall, fun fucking flick, but yep. it's it's definitely it's it's not a a good horror movie. Um, but anywho, we'll get into our socials here. 
So for anyone not following us on social media, we are The Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter. What is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The. Thank you very much. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited content, as well as a special episode every month. If you want to pay for the higher tiers, you get art in the mail, uh, chances to pick birthday picks, stuff like that. Um, we are also part of the Rad Pantheon Network, so check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials for a lot of other fun podcasts just like this one, as well as cool artists and musicians doing cool stuff. Our next episode, for anyone that wants to watch it ahead of time before we cover it, it's going to be 167, and we're sticking with Full Moon. It's the Ghoulies. Mm-hmm. So more <laughs> weird puppety deaths. <laughs> oh, man. And so another shitty movie. Very much so. <laughs> but, all right, I think we're going to wrap this one up here, unless you guys got any final comments. No! I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Are you a psychic? I, Are oh, you shit. Miss Camille? <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> Are you part of Dion's Psychic Friends Network? <laughs> Are you Deion Sanders? What the? F- okay, enough of the 90s talk. All right, we're, we're done. We're out of here. Goodbye. This is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at the Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.